Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. No longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artists or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Let's see who we got today or what we're doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good. Woo! Let them show your true color. 
like a in the basement with Javon and Therese and on the line right now I'm so so happy to introduce you to or present to you my co-hostess with the mostest Therese good morning happy Saturday and most of all happy pride Happy Pride, the beginning of Pride Month. You know, this is uh, also, I, I like to think of this as the month of Juneteenth. So there's just yes. so much to be grateful for when June 1st arrives. Um, we have Pride, which is so colorful, which is so exciting and so very, very necessary. We have um, so many um different reasons to celebrate equality and to continue to fight for equality. And then also the beauty of the beginning of summer, all of that coming together, Um, the beauty of Juneteenth and our people and the beauty of pride in our people. So thanks for saying that, Rez. You always come up with it. Absolutely. I'm excited. The whole month of a celebration always gets me going just to see the various images in the city of New York and and beyond 
and all of the uh, events that go on to celebrate. And, you know, I had to post a little something this morning on my um, IG page just to kind of give a little, because the history is so vast, but a little of the history splash of how it came to be. Yes, and speaking of which, it's uh, the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Stonewall. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots here in Greenwich Village, New York City, which is, um, yeah, you know, and once upon a time, you know, and just to kind of just remember that, you know, it's only 50 years since the Stonewall riots. You know, and some may say that's a long time ago, but, you know, you have, you got to know your history because um, it's not that long, you know, um, that that these things occurred. You know, people would literally be arrested for um, uh, with choosing to wear different clothing and being in bars to connect with one another. It was considered illegal to do that. So, you know, um, as we continue to move through the, the legal points or what people want to legislate, you know, um, it's important to remember how far we've come as well um, in the process and how far we need to go and continue. Absolutely. How far we've come. We've come far, but we're at this point in our history, um, in our society, where there are those who would have us go backwards. And those who are fighting, seriously fighting, to ensure that 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 happens, that we lose the rights that we've gained. Correct. Correct. You know, not and not just LGBT rights. It's it's uh, <laughs> there are a lot of rights: women's rights, LGBT rights, African American um, uh, rights in this country. So we see what's happening. And I think that it's more now than ever important for us to remain vigilant, visible, um, united, and and just keep each other uh, hyper vigilant with what's going on. Um, because uh, wherever you can do, whatever your part is, the fact of the matter is we have a part. Um, what they're doing right now for women's rights is disgusting. Legislating what we do with our bodies or how we can do with our bodies. And it's it's just um, it's crazy to see. And it, it, history is certainly repeating itself. But we are a much smarter, much more resilient uh, country, much more resilient people. And we just have to start by voting um, 45 out of office um, and his constituents out of office and making this world something that all of us can coexist in because it's very possible. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I think it's, it's maybe it's just too simple in my mind, you know, um, as long as what others are doing is not harming children, those who can't fight or defend themselves. And it's, it's not going to harm us as a people down the line. In other words, like you can't just put toxins in the air. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, right. We, we have to defend against that. Um, but what you do in your personal life, in your, with your personal body, I may not want to do that with, within my personal life and with my personal body, but it's your right as a consenting adult to do what it is that you want to do, you know, with other consenting 
adults. And and that's just how I feel about it, or with your body. And that's just how I see it. Right. Um, but, you know, there, there are those who just want so much control. I, I just don't understand what that's all about, the control factor, you know? It's just control. It's, it's a legacy of control. That's just what it is. And and the idea of power and control, they walk hand in hand. They're actually married. And the idea that you can tell someone what to do or make someone do something is, is, is a very, very uh, intoxicating, um, uh, colonizing um, position to take in life. And unfortunately, we have groups of people that have done that for centuries. And the idea that any of that control could be marginalized is is unheard of for them. So at the end of the day, you know, this is what they this is what they are used to. And, you know, far be it for me to suggest they get used to something else because we are a lot more resilient than that. And I'm going to continue to remind our sisters and brothers that we are, you know, um, and this legislation of body, you know, um, quite frankly, you know, there's a lot of ways to legislate not having any children. They could also uh, be uh, connected to the the penis, if you will. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, the first thing up is always women and what we can do with our right. stuff, you know, and how they want to legislate that. Um, they could certainly put on the table legislation of, of vasectomies if it's the children that you're concerned about. Um, but either way, you know, it's just, just it's, it's always up for grabs. And just remember one thing that women's uh, health, reproductive health and health um, initiatives aren't that old, you know, when they're testing like things like clinical trials and Stuff. Usually women are not, you know, the ones that they're testing it on. It, it, if there's anything new going to help somebody, it's always going to be um, male-oriented first. So right. um, women's health issues, you know, could come a lot further than they do. But, you know, they want to start with abortions. It's just crazy. And I can go on with this, but uh, I'm sure I'd love to hear at some point if anybody else has something to share um, on that subject matter. We welcome yeah. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, whoever coined the phrase, variety is the spice of life, they were not wrong. They were not wrong. You know, like, our world is full of diversity. And um, diversity is, I think, and this is just my humble opinion, God's gift to man, you know, making us all different. And with that being said, um, the community in which I reside, and we have people obviously listening to the show from all over the country, and quite a few here in New Jersey and in my small town of Franklin, New Jersey. It's Franklin Township in Somerset, New Jersey. Um, I was just amazed when I found out more about my mayor. And I have to say, like a child, my mayor's smarter than your mayor. (laughs) (laughs) He's certainly got a lot of stuff going on. His history is very, very prolific. Exactly. And so with that, 
Let me just give those people listening and viewing a little bit of his background, and um, then we will let the Honorable Mayor Phil Kramer um, speak for himself. So he has worked, and he's actually served his country as a B-52 pilot for the United States Air Force, a computer scientist, an aerospace engineer, a neurologist, and assistant professor at Johns Hopkins Hospital, and is currently an associate professor at Rutgers University. And I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing this right, an auto-neurologist or an auto-neurologist. Um, I'm sure he will correct me. Um, at JFK Hospital, all of this, and the mayor of my great, great town. And I have to tell you, we have a diverse community and really calm town from my perspective. So with all of that, I'd like to introduce you and welcome to the show, Mayor Phil Kramer. Well, yes, I can. Can you hear him, Rez? Yes, I can. Good morning. Great, great. So, your honor. Well, you got it right. You got it right. Auto neurologist. And the reason I've had all those jobs is I just can't keep a job, so I float around a lot. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what that's, it is? That's really? all. It, that's it. It's a simple explanation. Wow. Okay. You're just amazing. I, I, you know, I'm stuttering here, and I, I speak to a lot of people, but I've never seen a resume quite like yours. And um, if I have, it, it's been fictional. So maybe I just don't know that many people with this type of background. How? Okay, let 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 me just, if if it's okay with you, sir, I just want to start with um, thanking you for your military service. Well, well you're welcome. Absolutely. Honor. Absolutely. Yeah. Honored to do it. What are some of the most prolific things you remember um, about that time in service? Um, I remember, you know, the, the people. The people in the Air Force are, are just great people. They're all patriotic, obviously, working hard for their country. Um, it was a great time of my life. You know, I was 25. Uh, you know, I, I owned the world. And, um, you know, the flying experience was just quite amazing, but uh, also great to serve my country. Um, and I, you know, there's, there are missions I can remember. I, I never served in war, fortunately. Very, very happy about that. Um, but there were times when we were, you know, in weather low to the ground, doing all kinds of things that uh, are burned into my memory. Wow. Wow. Nice. That's amazing. So what can I, – I, I know what it sounds like, but um, I'm just curious because I'm, I'm just going to run through your resume a little bit. Um, what does an aerospace engineer do? Um, design airplanes. Okay. Uh, that that's 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 the primary thing. You may do research in it, uh, but every time you 
sit down in an airliner and take off, you're, you know, you can thank the aerospace engineer for making it safe. Wow. And so, so what, what was your role in that? Like what, did you invent anything, create anything, or were you responsible for making things happen or stay well tuned? Well, I, as you've noted, I have a diverse background, which means I didn't spend a lot of time in a lot of things. I spent about a year as, <clears throat> as an aerospace engineer, and I combined that work with my computer science degree. I, I worked on an experimental aircraft that was kind of a combination of a helicopter and an aircraft. Uh, <clears throat> I did that for Hamilton Standard United Technologies, and I did a lot of software work to try to uh, test and prove that the airplane would be safe. Wow. Right. And so how does that fall into becoming a neurologist? Like, <laughs> well, um, it was, well, the type of neurologist, you mentioned otoneurology, that's the, um, the study of uh, dizziness. And mm. um, I, uh, I'm kind of fortunate as my doctor stuff kind of puts all the other stuff together. Um, When I was going through my neurology residency, I was uh, fortunate enough to meet my wonderful, wonderful wife, Lori, who was listening downstairs. Um, And um, she kind of helped direct. She was working at uh, MIT at the time, and she directed me towards some of the programs uh, there, and I wound up getting involved with a doctor who does inner ear stuff, and interestingly, the research of inner ear and balance system uses a lot of engineering principles, so, Hmm. and, you know, flying and inner ear uh, and balance things involved with flying, it kind of puts it all together. So, um, and there's a lot of computer work when you do basic research in inner ears. So all of my degrees and everything just came together with it. So do you, do you take patients or are you still more or less just working on the research end of this? No, I I do see patients, but I don't, I don't want this to become an ad for uh, my doctor stuff. Um, I, no, I try no, to I keep the two separate. I understand because I, I do need an appointment. I have, um, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is wonderful. Do, so, so do your patients realize that you are the mayor? Have you ever run into your constituents at the hospital? I do. And, and what I'll do is I, I won't tell them I'm the mayor, but I'll, I'll ask them how the town is and, are there any issues and any pothole complaints or things like that? Yeah. And then, then I'll then I'll break it to them that that I'm there also their mayor. Well, that that's, that's, that's kind of funny. That's like those shows where you know you have the bosses that are actually doing the front line work. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's and then all of a sudden they they get the true nature of what people feel about the town and and they're able to do some incredible things to even work hand in hand. Oh, they understand it from the perspective of the people that are there. That's pretty awesome, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, undercover mayor. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Awesome. And and so. My my 
follow-up question to the questions that I've been asking is how does all of your prior experience culminate in politics, like becoming the mayor? Well, um, as my history suggests, uh, I have a lot of energy. I'm always trying to do things uh, that help people. Um, I got interested in politics because my taxes were too high and uh, going up, 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 up. So I came there and I was kind of a public advocate, um, primarily on taxes and open government. Um, But, uh, and I've kind of used my engineering knowledge and computer knowledge to help uh, with taxes. But soon after I got on council, I, uh, with the help of our financial advisor in town, uh, came up with a computer model of our finances that predicted where we were going for the next five years. And at the time that I got on council, the council, the town was in really bad financial uh, state. It was 2010, the height of the Great Recession, and we were just kind of guessing how much we should spend and what we had to raise taxes. And I uh, came up with the idea of the model and that model predicted where if we raise taxes this much, what would happen? If we raise taxes that much, what, what would happen? And we use that to help get us out of the financial straits so that now we have a really strong um, financial status. We're double A plus, which is, fairly rare in uh, New Jersey. We, uh, that's our bond rating. Um, we've got um, a lot of money in the bank, uh, enough to build a, um, a uh, youth center, uh, which is badly needed in town, um, and uh, paving roads four times faster than when I first got on council. So we're, we're in good financial state, a good financial state, and we are moving forward with the town. When I first got on, it was just stay afloat. Now, finally, we're in such a good financial state that we, we can move forward. Nice, nice. Outstanding work, sir. Um, it's you know, it's, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm no, I just, saying it's great just to saying hear, thank you. It's great to hear that um, some of the most vulnerable populations like youth and seniors are um, – being recognized that, you know, they could do something to improve. So kudos to you on that effort with the youth center. That's great. Yes. And I, I always, you know, I, I, my background is um, science and research. And if you write a scientific paper, every thought, every sentence that isn't your original thought, you give credit to. That's very unpolitician like, because if a politician was in the room when something happens, they try to take all the credit for it. But I, I, I go with my science background, and I have to give Kimberly Francois, um, our at-large councilwoman, the credit for this. This has been her dream for 20 years or, or more. And um, when the town finally got into a good financial state, she jumped forward with this. And uh, so there's nine members on council. I give her 91% of the credit and the rest of us uh, each another percent because we voted yes on it. So uh, a lot of this goes for her, towards her. Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, kudos. And, and I love that you share the um, accolades because 
I've, you know, I've seen a lot of, um, as you said, like politicians wanting to take credit for blah, blah, blah. But it's so funny. I only recently, because I did research, have even heard your name or knew who you were, actually. I wasn't really um, aware of who the mayor was. And so I, I'm from New York City. And so the mayor is everything in New York. Like the mayor is all over the everything. And even here in Franklin, um, I see more about the mayor of New York and what he's doing or not doing or whatever. And nothing about my own mayor. So um, I'm just wondering how it is that you meet and greet. Where do you meet and greet constituents? Do you ever have town hall meetings? What does that look like? So it's it's interesting you bring this up. You know, we as politicians um, may be a little different in, um, like, New York City, as you mentioned. But we and politicians get very caught up with what we're doing. And I often joke that, um, well, maybe only 20% of the town knows who I am, their mayor, and uh, – Half of them think I'm Brian Levine, who was the mayor for about 12 years uh, prior to me. So um, we, we have looked a little bit similar. Um, but um, the, we have, uh, I believe it's 23 town council meetings a year, which people can come to. They are televised. Uh, we have uh, a few town hall-like meetings a year, generally around a, a special event. And uh, I do, especially now with the primary coming up, although I have no competitor uh, in my primary, I do a lot of going door to door. I also try to go to uh, events as much as I, um, as possible. Uh, today I was invited to an Eagle Court, uh, a Boy Scout's about to become get his uh, Eagle uh, badge. So uh, they invited me to come to that. So I try to go to as many of those as I can and try to meet the people, but uh, can't let yourself get a big head. I still only think about 20% of the town knows who their mayor is. Yeah. Are there any um, concerns that you have about our town currently? Because from my perspective, I'm at peace. I'm very happy, and I love the town. Um, But maybe there are things going on that I'm not aware of. Are there any things that you need to tackle that you're having difficulty with at this time? Well, um, I'm glad you're at peace, and most of the town is generally at peace. Unfortunately, um, the elephant that's in the room is in the last month or so, there have been two murders in town. And uh, I cannot speak uh, directly about any facts with those two murders. Uh, because they are ongoing police investigations, but you know, I, I could say, okay, this doesn't concern us. It's just two murders. It's isolated, etc. I could say something like that, but I take that very, very seriously, and the entire council and our police force take it seriously. So um, we are we work hard on that and trying to prevent crime. It's very hard to solving crime is one thing, but you want to prevent crime. And uh, our uh, police force is working with our faith-based and community leaders 
uh, to get try to get involved with kids early. Also, uh, we have what's called a guardian program that tries to get involved with kids who have been in minor trouble um, to get them away from drugs, to get them away from gangs, uh, and get them involved more uh, with the community. We're doing community policing more. And I had a um, conversation with my chief of police. Uh, you know, one murder, that's one thing. But when there's two in a month, you know, that, that, that gets your attention. And I've asked him at our next public safety meeting, which is in about two weeks, uh, to present to me what tools he thinks he needs in order to do even more. The youth center is going to be helpful. Um, you know, we, we uh, giving kids uh, uh, job skills and something to do and constructive recreation. Uh, that's going to be useful. We're also building another community center in town, kind of near where you are, uh, uh, where the Consulata Mission um, uh, used to be. We bought that property. The school has taken over a portion of that property uh, in this great land deal that we did with the school, and they're going to open up a community center there that we will run. So it's it's a shared service between us. So this is something that um, is important. You're not going to stop crime, but we need to do everything we can to combat it. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Don't forget about the music in the public schools because the music and creative outlets also do help kids stay motivated and give them um, therapeutic recreation um, combined. So maybe that's another component you can add into the the uh, youth centers. It's really important that kids have an outlet. And um, and I'm from New York, and a lot of the New York City public schools, they have gotten rid of that piece, which we've seen a tremendous impact um, with the kids and how they are motivated to have created, creative expressions and outlets for them. Well, you're, you're exactly right. And actually, Franklin schools excel at that. Um, you know, and I have to admit, when I first got involved, and it was all, all I thought about was taxes. Um, I said, oh, you know, do we really need to have a school that's a leader in the arts? Uh, and now that I've got, become more involved and I am the liaison to the school board and I try to support the school board as much as I can. Now, granted, I don't, the council has no direct control over the, the school board, but we try to get involved with them as much. And I see how important these arts are. Maybe we're not going to send, you know, many kids to Broadway and, uh, uh, you know, very few people have that kind of talent. But just being in the school play or being involved with some type of production gives them appreciation for the arts. And, and that's, that's very important to having a rounded uh, life. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And even more than that, you know, it does um... – something for your self-esteem. It builds more community feelings. Um, it's, it's a great, great thing. And thank you so much for bringing that up, Therese. Um, I'm just wondering if whether or not there's anything that someone like myself with a platform such as this, and um, we were we were also speaking earlier. I was speaking maybe a week or so with Gary, as you know, um, about Therese and my um, nonprofit organization, uh, which is geared toward 
human trafficking, anti-human trafficking, if there's anything um, like that going on, like whether or or whether or not we could be helpful or useful to the town um, with this platform, we're able to get out messages. And obviously, with the nonprofit, we're able to raise awareness. So maybe you don't have an answer for that right now, but I just wanted to offer that to you to think about, and you guys know how to um, contact me and um, let oh, me know. Yes. Your well, one, of, one, of the, one thing you can do, you know, I heard you talking um, a little bit before I got on, um, is just encourage people to come out and vote. June 4th um, is the primary, and people go, oh, a primary, no big deal. Um, You know, uh, I heard what you were saying, and I I just have to say, uh, every time someone votes, and I'm a Democrat, so I'm going to push Democrats, every time someone votes for a Democrat, it sends Mr. Crazy up in Washington a message saying, we don't like what you're doing. Um, Right. Right. I am just beside myself. I, I shake my head almost daily at how we could have made that mistake. We, the United States, made a mistake of, of put this guy in. And um, I, I just think, as you said earlier, um, getting 45 out is paramount uh, to what yeah. we do. So every time you can vote, vote against him in any way you can. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that. That, I guess, answers my, my last question for you, which was, what were your thoughts around what's going on in the country at large? Um, I, I, do, I do, though, have a follow-up question um, regarding that. Um, there, it seems as though the Democrats in the House, and, you know, and I don't like when they, they, say, they, they say the Democrats. It's the House. It's Congress. It's it's the House. It's not, you know, if you refuse to abide by a subpoena from Congress, you're not um, having some kind of struggle against the Democrats. You're having a struggle against Congress. It doesn't matter whether it's Democrat or Republican. I think we need to, you know, move away from, from saying that, like um, 45 is um, having a battle with, with Democrats. He's having a battle with Congress. He's just not following the rule of law, and um, there's a a problem with checks and balances. So with that in mind, what do you... You're a very smart man, clearly. What do you think Congress ought to do to help alleviate our concerns? Well, how long is your podcast? <laughs> um, um, well, I think they do need to do their oversight responsibility. And I'm I'm actually um, – I, I didn't used to be a fan of Speaker Pelosi. I, I am more and more uh, now. I think, I think she has it right. I think we need to investigate. I don't think our goal should be to impeach. I think our goal should be to investigate. And if it leads to impeachment – and I suspect it might, um, then that's where it goes. But I think at least we need to investigate so that the American people can uh, see more of the facts. I also agree with the Democrats 
who are calling for uh, impeachment because they are, I, I think having both voices out there is extremely important. But that uh, in to itself, getting back to what you said, is the biggest solution would be for Congress to work together, as you said, across the aisle. And I actually get a lot of criticism uh, from Demo- some Democrats. My best friend in town happens to be the chairman of the Republican Party in town. And he, hmm. you know, in come November is going to be trying to defeat me because that's oh, his no. job. He, he's going to try to get his candidate to win. Um, that's his job. And I understand that's his job. And he understands my job. But except for election time, we get together and we work it out and we we solve problems because both of us consider the most important thing is the welfare of Franklin Township. And if we had more and more of that, I think, you know, we'll still have our squabbles, we'll have our squabbles over elections and there will be certain things, but there'll be squabbles where you're not talking about personalities and you're not trying to hit back someone for what they did before. There there are squabbles and debates for the good of the country or the town or whatever, um, area you're dealing with. Any aspirations to become the president of these United States? <laughs> That'd be, that um, sounds like my candidate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if they, you know, I, I, people ask me this all the time. I don't want to be in the assembly running every two years is crazy. Same thing for Congress. You know, uh, Madison wrote the rules about um, being James Madison wrote the rules about being in Congress. They had to run every two years. And then when they made him a, a, a congressman, he said, this is ridiculous. I have to run every two years. Um, the problem is, uh, you know, I can knock on enough people's doors so that I can get elected. Above the level I'm at, it all becomes about money and it becomes dirtier. And I, I just don't want out of that. But if, if Cory Booker gets elected president and they're looking for someone to fill in for the next couple of years till his term's up, they can call on me. Other than that, uh, I'm not thinking of going any higher. Well, ah, so I think we got our caveat, Jay. I think I think yeah. that I think <laughs> that piece is. I think he gave us a little wedge there to um, to uh, speak about. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and to hope because. That that would be wonderful. Let Corey become the president, and then we'll we'll do our best to help you get elected and fill Corey's seat. And then, <laughs> you know, you you have definitely. I mean, it's so funny. I I'm sure I voted for you if you were the only Democrat on the ticket. At this point, I'm just like party line. Um, but I'm so glad that I did vote for you, and I'm glad well, that you. I gotten to know you somewhat today and um i'm i'm really appreciative of the time that you've given us today and all that you've shared thank you so very much um and i'm may, may, may i just may i just add one thing to jay i just want to add that um when the time comes for mayor kramer to do that we'd like to be a part of his uh fundraising campaign um <laughs> you certainly do your marriage equality stuff and you know just kind of 
putting it out there early on, you can say yeah. that this is our yeah. vision. We want to help join that effort to raise funds. Yeah, I, 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 that isn't really a vision. It's like that's the only thing that if they <laughs> gave me that, then I would go there. I'm not looking to go there. But, uh, you know, look, if, if uh, when Corey wins, uh, he, he can give me a call and I'll fill in for him. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Nice. And, you know, the other thing, like um, Therese brought up, we, we also are pretty good with doing fundraisers as well, if, you know, that's something. So, But we'll talk offline another time, hopefully, Mayor. And I, I just want to thank you again so much for coming on. Well, I'm honored to have been asked to be on, and it was a lot of fun. So that Thank means you'll you. come back again? Whenever you want me. Oh, oh excellent. Thank you so much. The Honorable Mayor Phil Kramer. <laughs> Wasn't he amazing? Oh, yeah. He seems like a candidate that I absolutely vote for. Um, and, you know, uh, Booker's moving. Booker's moving around. So we'll see what that means, you know. Um, I love I love that piece. He seems like a, a guy that you def- – well, human. Let's just start there. He seems human. He seems relevant. He seems for the people. He has a um, – you know, he moves – as he said, he moves around a lot, but he seems like he's he's got that, that spirit that we need to be led by. You know, um, that somebody in charge, and also with a listening ear to the pulse of what the people actually want. So, you know, congrats on your your, uh, your township for having a guy in place like that, because, you know, it's just it's important that he represent and, and any of our constituents represent what's really going on with the people, you know, and really have strong concerns, you know. Absolutely, and I'm I'm telling you, I really don't have any problems in my town like there's nothing to complain about it, it makes no sense at all you know I'm a New Yorker there's always something it's too much noise I hear nothing around here at night nice. it's quiet the only concern is that there's this dawn blasted bird that likes to chirp in the morning because he's happy <laughs> <laughs> and that should be a concern yeah, because he wakes me up, you know, all happy and chirpy and, ooh, like, I feel like I'm, I'm waking up in a Disney cartoon every morning, you know? Oh, but, that's pretty dope. You know, that's... I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I open my eyes and, and I'm, I'm blessed and I know it. So, you know, and I, I drive and there's no pavement concerns. I, I don't have any, like, oh, if they would just fix the streets or you know, there's not even, at one point, there was a, a light, a traffic light that lasted too long. And I mm-hmm. called 911 about it. And they were like, ma'am, that's not an emergency. I said, well, I need to get to work. So y'all need to <laughs> something about that. Not like I'm going to leave my house earlier. They need to fix that light. I don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> the, the light changes when it's supposed to. <laughs> so... <laughs>
Yeah. 
You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. So, Rez, it's almost that time. Oh, there you go. There you go. Therese? Yes, I'm here. Okay, baby. I almost didn't hear you there. Um, it's almost it's almost that time. Uh, the legendary Melba Moore. Oh my, oh my. But before, you know what? Before we talk about that, let's let's just recap your wonderful um, beat reporting <laughs> in Cancun. That was amazing. Oh man, let me tell you something. Um. Each year, the festival, the LGBT Arts and Culture Music Festival, gets bigger and better. And I have to say, we had an absolute blast celebrating Shodi Watley, Frank Gaston, oh my God, just just T.S. Madison, Kiki Palmer. You know, it, it's just, it was so, Frank Frenchie Davis. I mean, it was just so many it was such a love fest. I'm just completely worn out. You know, you need a vacation from your vacation. It yes, is one yes, of those yes. situations. And, you know, and just to let you guys know, because I've been getting a lot of great, great, great feedback, but also it is open to friends, family, and allies. And I have to keep saying that because everybody that goes to the festival clearly is not LGBT, but you LG, you're LGBT. Affiliated, meaning that you've done something in your illustrious career that has celebrated and supported us. You've done something. You've made a stand. You've stood with us. You've, uh, you are, in fact, um, self-described LGBT. So it's, it's a lot of things that encompass our choices of, of, of people that we're choosing to honor, of people that, you know, that are coming to celebrate. You know, so there's a lot of factors that go in and, and um it's a it's a body of people that do that. You know, Greg Douglas, um, this is his dream, you know, and this is something that um we're helping him push forward because it it is important for us um as a community. And um the twenty twenty registrations are now open because we had a we had an amazing time and we had an opportunity to see the next projected venue for the the um festival and it is breathtaking all i can say is it is breathtaking so and every room is a suite so i'm always i'm always loving that there's no there's going to be no one that has a, a word to say about anything not that there was a word to say this time but this time it's like wow are you kidding me like it's making things harder and harder as we as we elevate but you know the goal is to make sure that you know we are conscious of the money we spend we are conscious of our buying power and most of all our collective um, we get together, uh, people of color, faces, networking, sharing stories, bringing our families, crying together, laughing together, you know, all those things, and just most of all, supporting one another and moving forward. And, and um, you know, you always come one way and you leave another, you know, um, you, leave, you leave knowing. And next year also is our fifth year anniversary, so we'll be celebrating that. So anybody that is ready to come for the experience, please go to LGBTFest.com, register. You know, there's a deposit required for the registration. 
So when the area and the room becomes available, you will be first up in line because there were a lot of people, unfortunately, that waited very late and couldn't get in. And then, you know, tried to get, you know, whatever particular rooms they wanted, couldn't get those. So he decided to do it earlier this year so that people can just block space because this is going to go fast. So LGBTmusicfest.com to register for the 2020 registration for the festival. And I'm still recovering from all of the the uh, <laughs> events. <laughs> Amazing. And I just want to put it out there. I have already registered. Put that hey. on my deposit. Got my room, whatever. It's it's I registered and got my little something back, little email back, um, that everything was received, so it looked good. I'm looking forward to it. Um nice. and you know what? I learned a serious lesson this year. No matter how much you love somebody, don't let people stop you from doing what you want to do. Do what the hell you want to do. Life is too short. Because I was sitting here boiling that I wasn't there. But your um, your beat reporting, it made it worth being here in the basement. And the people who joined me in the basement, you know, who, who kept me company, you know. And um, Jody Watley giving us a drop, which was amazing. Um, oh, yeah. That that was just crazy. Speaking with Frenchie, um, who else did you bring on? Savoy came on. Oh yeah. Um, you you uh, hooked us up with uh, what's his name from Stevie uh, Boy. Wait, say it again. Stevie Boy, aka yes, Stevie Boy, Stevie Boy. Who I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I love that young man's energy. Oh yeah. Um, just Stevie amazing. Boy and Mickey and Mickey Boom, the King of Kilts, yes, out yes. the fashion show completely. Like these are two of the most innovative creators that I've had the pleasure of knowing, and that uh, that I'm pleasured by calling me auntie. Stevie Boy um, makes a line of shades that have been modeled and featured almost everywhere on the planet at this point, and Mickey Boom, aka Mickey Freeman. Um, or AKA the King of Kilts, who probably does the best representation of his line just by walking in it every day. He is a little fashion icon in the making. And, and just a genuine, both of them are just genuinely beautiful spirits, you know, and they come to the festival, they present and they hang out and they, you know, and we get the chance to love up on them and, you know, let them know that we are, you know, encouraged by them and also inspiring them, you know, to, to keep it moving forward. And they are both available on, you know, Facebook, SB Shades. And I'm going to try to um, get them on the show too, to come in and talk about what they're doing because they're doing some amazing things. That'd be great. That'll be great. Looking forward to it. Um, let's yeah. take a, a moment and say hi to the people that are watching on um, Facebook Live. Yes, we have a Facebook Live. For those of you listening on Black Talk Radio or any other way that you're listening to this podcast, and yes, we podcast through Blog Talk Radio, um, iTunes Podcast, the Podcaster, Tune in radio, Mixcloud, just anywhere you can get your um, podcast, we're there. Of course, and and thank you. You know what? 
thank you again, Therese. I just want to just say thank you because it's sort of like you're sitting home moping and not that I was really moping, but you know, you sit at home and you get a, a special call. That's how, that's how that felt. A special call from Cancun. So thank you. You're the bomb. Um, Ulysses, thank you. So supportive. So, so nice. So he was there helping me out also. Um, so I want to thank you, Pops. Um, you, you know, I can't wait to sit down and meet you and give you a hug. That, that's, <laughs> that's where my head is at. I just want to give you a great big old hug. Um, Ulysses says, good morning, family. I have my plate and my seat and ready for brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese and so hungry for the chat with the living legend, Melba Moore and Mayor Phil Kramer, all hearts and fire. I am digging that. Damn, yeah. he's the man. Is he not the man? Um, DJ Freeze checking in. I love it. Love it. Mo George. What's up, Mo? Mickey Braden, who we love. Yes. Shout out to Mickey. And Ulysses also commented that it was a great interview with the mayor. And which the mayor is just a great. That was that was pretty dope. Um, Sam says hi. Um, and Ulysses also liked my choice of the song with uh, Freddie and Melba, the duet, and uh, Hi Wanda. And Ulysses also loves the track Falling by Melba. She holds this note for the gods, which is true. Uh, yeah. And Love Coming At You, that's my jam right there. That that one gets what, me moving. What is your no, favorite? Yeah. I mean, if you can, because I know it's gonna be it's it's super hard. I know that already going into this question. But what is your favorite mobile more? What takes you there? Oh my God! Uh, love coming at you. Um, that's a great great question. Um, the one I played just a little bit more with Freddie Jackson is, you know, definitely one of my jams. Um, just really all of her songs. Let me, let me. Uh, can, can I, I, can I tell to you, you what? Can I tell you ironically what stays in rotation? What song has will forever be my Melba Moore stamp in my heart? Can I tell you which one is for me? Sure. Pick me up, I'll dance. Oh, wow. That is my that is my go to for so many things. You know, that's my get ready go to for like meeting the world. That's like when I hear that song, everything must stop and I have to just get into the extended version. Like I just have to go there every <laughs> single time. That song is in every one of my catalogs available wow. to me when I need that boost. It's it's you know, it it is what it is. It's been that way since forever, forever, you know, pick me up out dance. There is a song, there is a song that does kind of sweep me away. It's called, What What Can I Do to Survive? Ah. Uh, that, that song, it's, I think it's on her latest CD, but I've known the song since, Maybe it's been it's been quite a few years. It was written by Dominic McFadden, the son of the ah. late Gene McFadden of McFadden and Whitehead. 
Yes. Yes, but I don't know the one that you just mentioned. Whoa, pick me up. Let me tell you, let me give you a little history. Well, just a little. Um, my, as you know, I've been very vocal about my godbrother, um, the late Larry Levan, um, right. the house resident DJ for the Paradise Garage. And that was one of our songs, um, you know, like that state of rotation whenever we like just, just grooving. And he hence put it on some of the stuff that he worked on. I think um, it's on the double CD track for the Paradise Garage that he, that he did, uh, that someone reproduced it, you know, after death actually. But um, he was one of the ones in the studio that, that um, loved that song, you know. It, and her vocals on it just kind of, it's it's very it's you you Jay it's something that you're gonna love when you hear it it's one of her legendary disco tracks because um, you know Melba you know I I, I call her like um, a minister of music because she crosses so many genres of music so you just can't slate her for one you know I know that she's done some gospel some R and B some you know disco you know the separation of sorts uh, is for business. But the idea that this that this woman can slip into any form of music is what needs to be said. You know what I mean? Because I think the segregation of how we do it or how it's been done, you know, we know music. There are a lot of artists that can sing across all platforms from rock to jazz to, you know, she's one of them, you know, effortless, effortlessly, you know, she's one of them. So, you know. In her disco days, when you know that was one of the the um, songs that was you know in the in the um, clubs, and uh, it's a long song. It's wonderful, and she just sounds amazing on it. Well, I'm going to say that I, I have um, I, I'm anticipating hearing that song because it's one that I don't know, which I thought I knew every song about Melbourne Moore. But I will say this, she's legendary. She's a Tony Award winner, a four-time Grammy Award nominee, as well as Lifetime Achievement Award winner and the recipient of a multiple of multiple other well-deserved accolades and tributes. Miss Moore broke through racial divides on Broadway, rocked out very souls with her vocal styling. She's an actress, she's a singer, she dances. Oh my goodness. She's legendary. She's absolutely legendary. And I hope I got the right. This is, I hope this is Miss Moore the line right now because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. But if that's not Miss Moore, the next caller is. (laughs) Oh, let me be quiet while you all applaud me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good morning, ladies. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Well, I mean, you, I sure, you know, I was eavesdropping on what you were saying. I, I'm so glad you like me. We love <laughs> you. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like oh, well, you know, she's a, she's, affect, she's affectionately known to us as Auntie Melba. Um, and I say that because anytime we have been in her presence, she is always, and I say my, my wife and I, Monifa, I, I, I can say that she has always treated us with warmth and kindness and just, just given you, wrapped you in that energy of love and just, just you know, and as she performed, because we've done events with her, um, as she's performed, she 
it leaves us standing in the wings watching, and we've watched her watch <laughs> us as well, and it's just that kind of love, you know. So oh, yeah. we are grateful to have you today. How are you? I'm so well, thank you. And, gee, what a, what a wonderful feeling it is to start my day off really with family. I love you all. You know I do. I'm so glad about that. It makes me feel so good. <laughs> oh, nice. And I just I just want to thank you again, Ms. Moore. You were the first, quote-unquote, celebrity to say yes to this show maybe about four years ago. And right. you sat with right. us for an eternity. Well, it seemed like a short time to me because I was so nervous at the time. Um, yeah. And I'm just I, saying I, I understand what it is to be first and how scary it can be. So I, I applaud you for that, you know. Go ahead. Well, I applaud oh. you for your patience. <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much. Thank you so much. So how, how have you been? Well, first of all, let me give a shout out to my, my dearly beloved, I guess, uh, niece, Monifa. <laughs> I love you, girl. Say again, I'm sorry. No, I was I was just saying hi to Moni for giving her a shout out also. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. And you're doing well? Oh, I'm doing very, very well. Everything is just increasing and blossoming. Just like it seems like the springtime of my life. Everything is, uh, first of all, I have new dance music out. I, I don't know. There's so many categories of, of disco now that it's developed so so wonderfully because a lot of the DJs that would, um, well, even later than uh, Larry Levan and beginning with the Paradise Club, uh, uh, they, they, they've begun a lot of, I'll call, corporations or pools. I don't know if you know who, do you know who Paul Newman is? Absolutely. Well, he has a, a new CD out called Voices, and they have someone doing a wonderful uh, cover of You Stepped Into My Life. Um, oh. And another uh, a cover of uh, Pick Me Up I'll Dance, but he has me doing a song called Not Giving Up. So it's like almost like I'm on the on the on the CD three times. And with somebody has who's become such a major 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 force in the dance world to keep it not only there but continuing to grow and thrive and and improve as Paul Newman, I feel like I'm being reinvented. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm excited. It's oh, really man. a new day in that way because you know we can reach back and and love the the, the former things without being stuck in the past. You know, it can still still has breath and life and continues to move. So I, I'm ex- I'm excited about the new day that we're living in right now. Nice, yes, yes, and you know the 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 former days bring significant memories, and I'm absolutely happy to see you continuing. To do what you do best. There's just so. I was just saying before you came on. There's just this. There's almost nothing you can't do, Auntie Melba. I have to say that because you have crossed almost every single genre available to you, from theater to television to music, all levels of music, and you are still like you know, you're still moving forward. Tell me what it takes to 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 be Melba Moore. Um, I guess I I have a little bit of distance from the industry. People say, well, who are you listening to? Well, I listened when I was starting and I was trying to find my style. But now I have to kind of, I think, keep fresh life into whatever it is God has given me. 
And so I spend a lot of time with the Lord saying, okay, well, what are you doing now? <laughs> and usually mm. if, if I get to the, if I get to the source and stay there and, um, well, first of all, I mean, in those days, I did not run my career. These days, I and a partner do, we have to do the business. That was something I had to totally learn. So I couldn't just be an artist or just listen to whatever the new style is. I had to kind of find out, okay, I'm older now. My body doesn't respond to the same. I can't eat, you know, ice cream and candy anymore. I've got to figure out what's going on there, okay? I can't sing and do that no more. <laughs> so there's a lot of other things I have to look at to um, stay healthy. Uh, revitalize. I have to stay in God because He's the one who actually not only creates you, but He says He wants to recreate you. He wants to keep giving you rejuvenation and renewal. And if you get at the centerpiece, then something that you're doing has um, a power that attracts the new people that are coming along, the new gatekeepers, as it were, and whatever other things that you are required to learn and, and become efficient at that you didn't before. Um, become a part of your base or your, your foundation, your roots, and you know. The, but you have to have the stem and, and the branch and, and and the flowers too. You have to keep blossoming. And so I, I, I'm finding out, like for instance, these other people that are doing these great things in in disco, uh, because I'm staying healthy. Of course, they invite me to sing the old songs, but then the new people coming along um, give me some new songs. So I, I, does that explain anything? Yes, it does, and and it also inspires some things <laughs> too. Excellent, <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. And and do you still perform? You obviously you still perform songs like "Pick Me Up," "I'll Dance," and "Love's Coming At You." Yes, as a matter of fact, I'm here talking with you today uh, about a show that we're going to do on June. 22nd called Disco Explosion. Now, this is a young man who's putting this uh, up. His name is Michael Jacobs, and uh, he's a DJ, and of course, that's where his inspiration comes from. And of course, now he's learned how to do the business of it, and he wants to keep the music alive and become a part of um, continue, continuing it. So um, I'll be performing that on June 22nd along with You Step in My Life and Love's Coming At You, Mind Up Tonight, and Standing Right Here, and I can't remember all of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. Well, I, well, I also have a new one called um, It's My Time Again that was written by a, a young a composer, um, musician by the name of Dennis Johnson. That's up and out. So I'll, I'll be putting that in the show. I'm going to put it strategic, strategically in the show so it doesn't take away from Going back to to the day, you know, when we can just we don't really have to pay attention. We just party. So I'm gonna put it in the place in the show. I'm so okay. This is something new. I want to bring your attention to this, so we can continue to to bring me and to bring the music on. But then the rest of the songs are just gonna be songs that I've done in the past. Nice. And, and we ask me to pick me up. I'll dance. Yeah, because people thank oh. God people want to hear the music. But the other thing is, you have to have promoters or impresarios that learn the business of of. Um, putting up the shows so that people can have what they want. Right. And that's coming exactly. out, really, of a lot of people who were or continue to be DJs. Right. Right. It's very and interesting. That I've listened to the new album, and it's great. It's just absolutely wonderful. What do you, what do you listen to, Forevermore, or another one? Forevermore, with um, It's okay. My Time Again... Okay. Um, yeah. Dance, yeah. Which is great. 
Oh, that's so, dance is fabulous. That's George Pettis. Oh my yes. goodness, I love that. See, the, these are incredible musicians, songwriters. Um, George is just a straight up musician. He can play a kazoo and make it sound good. <laughs> <laughs> and he can, he's also an incredible singer and you know lyricist and songwriter. He write, he writes with his wife uh, Angela Pettis, and uh, they wrote these songs tailor made to me, but for today. That's what I mean. You know, I, I go to the boss, God, and I said, well, you know, I don't really know what to do. I don't know where to go, you know. And I'm an artist still. I try to do my business, and I have a great, great aide, in, uh, Ron Richardson, my partner. But that's yes. not my calling. My calling is as an artist. So um, I have to kind of stay based with keeping myself focused on being an instrument of wholeness or holiness and to see, right. you know, what that tells me to do as an artist and hopefully that's the root, and then all the branches and stuff come out, like with Tenor Johnson and George Pettis and all these incredible young DJs and musicians and producers and impresarios like Mike Jacobs. Nice, nice. Shout out to Ron Richardson, too. He's another spirit that, you know, is, is a really great guy and just someone who always, always is a representation of yourself, Jamel, because he always shows love and, and support. Yes. Yes, and he, he takes good care of you and makes sure that um, those of us wanting a piece of you are on point. <laughs> he, you know, no slacking yes. off here. You know, he's going to oh, put me in check if I make an error. Like, uh, he's that's very assertive. Nice, I have to kind of, but, he, he's kind of like a little pit bull. I have to kind of calm down, Ron, on a second here. Well, I I love friends. <laughs> oh, and that's, oh, yeah. that's exactly what, as he should be. That's exactly yes. as yeah. Yeah, all the respect. I mean, you it, know? it comes from the good uh, source of protecting and um, trying to move forward and not get stagnated, not get caught caught up in something that's really not going to be productive, you know. And learning as he goes, as well, both of us. Alicia Patterson, um is listen is watching um, me on Facebook as I speak to you. There's a Facebook live going on, and she says that. She says, love you, Melba. Grew up inspired listening to you. Yeah. So she wanted to share yeah. that. And I believe we yeah, have thank you. a caller who'd like to say hello if you're Great. ready to take a call. Great. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, 6419 are the last four digits of your number. What's your name and where are you calling from? Greg Welch from Florida. Welcome. Please say hello to Melba Moore and Therese. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Melba Moore. Big, big hi. fan. Um, hi, my darling. I am actually holding for my husband. He ran into the bank, but this is um, Greg Welch, and I'm his wife, Priscilla Welch. <laughs> oh, wow. Hi. Thank you for calling. I'm glad to hear you. Oh, glad to hear you. Met you years ago. I played you in the play Pearly, so we got a chance to meet. <laughs> Did you play Ludyville? Yep, Terry Hoffler was our drama teacher. I guess you were a great friend at the time. That was in the Bronx in the 70s. So I've been following you ever since and even before. Great. Have you done Ludyville? Ludyville. That (laughs) Ludyville. That's wonderful. Have you done any other acting? 
Oh my goodness. This um like, like off Broadway stuff with um Titus Walker, um, God Rest His Soul. Um, that was at the um uh, at Lincoln Center. And just like neighborhood stuff, um I had actually yeah, had a career yeah. as a teacher, so did that full time. Both <laughs> careers are fabulous. I I commend you. We need you. <laughs> you need to have the inspiration God. in the community. Oh my goodness, this is uh, I'm overwhelmed right now. Oh, Greg Welch is back. Sorry. <laughs> How you doing? I'm the I'm the second part of the situation. All right, the better half is here now. Okay. <laughs> How are you? Love love your music. Yeah. Thank you. Good to hear you. Thanks for calling in. What are you doing? What What's your vocation? Oh, I'm in New York right now, but uh, we moved to Florida. I just retired. Oh no, I didn't say location. I said vocation. What's your, what's your calling? What's your work? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you just you say. Oh, oh, from UPS. Oh, okay, bless you. Yes. Yes, nice. yes, yes, yes. What's your? I, what's I, your I, I, Hello. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hello. Say what you want to say. Yeah, I'm 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 in the car driving. That's why uh, it's kind of in and out. But I, I I would like to know when are you going to be performing in Florida? Well, everything is just blossoming right now. I don't I can't tell you because uh, I can't remember all the dates. I have too much information in my mind. But I'm sure we're going to be there soon because that's just a major cultural center. So and and I have a couple things going on in different areas in Florida. One of them in Sarasota where I've been um, doing uh, the, the Billy Holiday story oh, wow. with the uh, uh, Black Theater there that's developing really, really well. And um, I'm sure I'm going to be coming back there um, sometime soon, but I, I don't have it off the top of my head. But if you want to go to my website or uh, uh, get in touch with my manager, he has my itinerary, and we can let you know if we're coming there at a specific time. But it's such a major cultural center. I'm sure that I'm coming there sometime soon because God has been real good and just giving everything back to me. I'm just everywhere. Thank you. Thank you, God. <laughs> nice. Wow. That's great. Uh, we, I always want to see you, but we, we never, I mean, for some reason, we always miss you. Well, that, that we didn't. You didn't miss me this time, so I'm sure we connected. And we will continue to connect. <laughs> great, At least I pray so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thank you so much for calling, and please continue to listen. Let all your friends know about the show. And um, Miss Moore has a new CD. You can buy it on uh, iTunes. It's all over the place. Um, it's definitely good music. So okay. um, don't forget to support your living legends, especially those that yes, you love. Yes, And I thank you in advance. <laughs> All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. As a matter of fact, what we're going to do right now is play one of the songs, and I believe it's my time again is the song we're going to play. That's the, the single Yay. song. Let's do it. Yay. It's my time okay. to it's my time again with uh, Miss Melba Moore. Here we go.
Now that is fire right there. Is that okay? Oh yeah. Oh is yeah. Is that okay? That is fabulous. Oh my, that's yeah. one of those playing songs. You know, you you can't sit still. At least I couldn't sit still. You know, um, <laughs> that is just fabulous. You you know, you never yeah. cease to amaze me, Miss Moore. Oh, thank you. Can I tell Amazing. you, I've seen Auntie Melba perform, and that belt, that Broadway belt, is still very much in effect. <laughs> Don't make any errors. <laughs> Don't make any errors. You know why I'm laughing, me. because no matter what I do, y'all still call me Broadway, so I guess that's what I am. <laughs> that, but that is belt. like a Broadway belt. That's what it is. Yes, yes, and it, it transcends. It's like it's become part of anything that you could do, but it's also part of your signature style. You know, you have, you're such a yeah. petite woman in stature, <laughs> but you're like 20 feet in voice. You know, it's like, it's amazing to watch it all come like just bellowing out. In, and then you hold these notes that go on forever. Still. So like, come on, man. Like we are talking to one of the best that ever did it in the business people. So I just Thank have you. to just be clear. This is, you know, like I was saying to Javon before the show, like um, before you came on, rather, like Pick Me Up Our Dance is in my rotation today. It stays in my rotation. Every Thank device you. I've had, it is always there because that song has actually got me through so many so many situations, and it just inspires I know, me. I know you don't put it in rotation to please me, but I keep saying thank you because it's really helps me a lot. I thank you every time, but it takes me places. I just twirl in a happy place. I really do. Uh, yeah. And so many others, but that's my absolute all-time favorite. Pick me up about that. For sure. Well, I, I guess, I don't know if you know that that was written especially for me, too, by Gene McFadden and John Whitehead. They did, a, I guess, most, well, not, I don't know if it's most, but a lot of my dance songs that, are, that have remained. They were just really so talented. Yes. Yes, the yeah. gun and whitehead. Yes, ain't no stopping us now. Fame, claim to fame. Oh, absolutely. And I, you were actually, Hush did manage them too as well, correct? As a matter of fact, that's the reason why you hear Ain't No Stopping Us Now because uh, Gamble and Huff would not let them sing. They uh, they um, refused to, you know, put any, any support behind any um, music they wanted to, to sing. When we started to manage them, um, our company uh, launched Ain't No Stopping Us Now, and we met them, yes. Listen, see there? See, and, and, and the history notes. I remember um, the DJs and, and used to run back and, and remix the part where it just went, no stopping. That was the thing for a lot of graduations. It was hilarious. You do that all night long, no stopping, no stopping, yeah. no stopping. No stopping. And that's, that, in case, case you're all too young to know, that's John Whitehead's voice. Yes. Mm. No, 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 we know, we know. Yeah, oh, we, 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 Javon and I come from the days of reading the liner notes and knowing, you know, oh, um, and playing the album, right lifting up the needles. <laughs> yup, yup. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That was one of the legendary mixes, the backyard mixes right there. That's how you knew you had a DJ yeah. worth its salt if you could run that back. That's right. That's right. And you know what? Speaking of McFadden and Whitehead, Miss Moore, thank you so much for recommending that I speak with Dominique McFadden after um when you when you came on before, just a little backstory to those listening. Um, when Miss Moore came on before she came and bought a song, 
Um, what can I do to survive? And she explained that Dominic McFadden, who's the son of Gene McFadden, actually wrote the song. And um, after we had that show, after I did the show with you, Miss Moore, I actually contacted Dominique, and we did um, a show that I called The Legend and The Legacy. And I learned so much about McFadden and Whitehead in doing research for that show. And then Dominique Mm -hmm. came on and some others came on who had positive experiences and spoke about how many of the songs from the Philly Sound came from Gene McFadden and Mr. Whitehead in that it they were prolific. So yeah. So thank you so much for that. I learned so much. My pleasure. Who were some of the artists? Because there are a lot of legendary artists. I, I know like with Melissa Morgan, they came, came out of your production company, your management company. There's so many. We're going to do something to um, highlight that and you know document that. Really, there has been nothing really documented on that. And time is going on, and my focus is somewhere else. So I can't remember them all, but I can tell you Freddie Jackson, Lisa Morgan, Lilo Thomas, Kashif. Uh, I'm running out of, I can't remember them all because my, my focus is on something else right now. For instance, I want to let you know who's going to be on the show that I'm going to be on on June 22nd. So my mind is kind of going there. And I want okay. to, I want people to remember now, Gene Carn and Carol Williams in first choice. And and you know, I can't think of too many things at once. <laughs> Woo, nice. That's a line up there. Gene Carn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. I, I I can tell you that when when Miss Moore was on the last time, Jesse D from uh, what is it, the Force MCs, Force MDs did call. Yes, Force MDs. Were, they were they were one of right. our artists. Yes, <laughs> and he was very grateful for the way he was handled by Hush. So let's talk yeah, about okay. this disco explosion. And I will tell you that yes, Miss Moore, Gene Khan, Double Exposure, Carol Williams. Um, Miss Rochelle Fleming. Yes. And um hmm, Tangerine. A, a surprise guest. Sorry. Tangerine is gonna be there? I don't oh, Carol Williams, I'm sorry. You I'm uh, okay. I'm I, okay. I was I was confused there for a minute. That's <laughs> you're gonna have <laughs> Yes, that's so I want to let everybody know about that because that's coming up soon. Okay, this is the 1st of June today, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I can remember that because the rent is due, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good, yeah. And where Reminder, is this right? show? Where are you in time, huh? <laughs> exactly. So this is the going June to be at Oak Community College in the Bronx, in the Boogie Down. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and so, and I want to tell you a little bit about Mike Jacobs. He's a new um, promoter. He's putting on the concert. He's a young man. This is the beginning of his his career, so I want to support him. Uh, Black people supported me when I was starting, and um, his company is called Mr. Excitement Michael Jacobs Worldwide Concerts, and he just he just did one at. Um, Lehman College a few months ago that was very, 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 very successful. So he's just beginning. So we want him, we want to, people to know the kind of people he has on his concerts right away. I'm putting that out. So as, as they come up and even in the beginning of his career, 
you'll start to support him because you know you're going to do, you know, well by him, but you're going to have a good time. Absolutely. So we'll be posting the flyer on our pages um, right after this show so that everybody can go out and support. Um, Definitely. Definitely. So now that we've taken care of that, you can ask me anything you want to. I will make sure I get that in. (laughs) I'm good at learning lyrics, but other stuff, sometimes I'm a little slow. One thing I just want to share, because this is an international podcast, I want to say to people that want to see your artists, make sure that you contact your local promoters and get them there. You know, I know it's wonderful talking to the artist directly, but also (laughs) make sure that the promoters know that you want to see them and make sure you make a concerted effort to talk to the local promoters to get them out there to do the shows, because that's what's important. You know, right. supply and demand. And then yeah. if they do that, they'll get to talk to us because we'll still be working. That's right. Exactly. 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 And you know well, what? We love to talk to them. That's, yeah. You know, cause I have to say that because sometimes artists are not so friendly with the fans. And I don't think you understand. That's the other side. That's the, <laughs> I can't eat bread and I can't eat butter no more. But you know what I mean. That's your bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can't be enemies with your your fans. You have to, if you don't talk well, which I didn't before, I was always very shy. But I love people, so you, you get over that and make sure that they know that you appreciate them. I'm talking to these artists who don't communicate well to their fans. Get over that. Don't do that. Right. Yeah. Right. And we love you, too. And, you know, that's one of the reasons, actually, if not the first reason that I um started the podcast was that I wanted to connect artists with their fans and fans with the artists and have an opportunity to speak and um, also to give shine to our living legends because um, I I don't think that um, mainstream media pays homage the way they should. Um, I I know that um, people like yourself, you have new music come out and I don't hear it on on mainstream radio and I want to play that music. I want to play it. And I have, right. you know, learned that we have an even more broad audience than mainstream media. So, you know, we have an opportunity, like Therese just mentioned, to share music, to share thoughts and comments internationally. And so, right. and see, that's a new opportunity. That back in the day, you had a few companies, and they held the airways, whether they were national or international, or whatever. But it's much broader now. So even if the main, what we call mainstream, doesn't include you, you have the whole rest of the world, and you can have your own niche. You can. Yep. You have the airways, and and it's very, very, very broad. So everybody wins really. It's just it's it's structured a little bit differently now. So we have, I think, we have more opportunities. Oh sure, sure. It's it's no monopoly right now. Um, you right. can create. You can recreate. It's a it's a great soil for recreating yourself or recreating brands or introducing brands because there's so many ways right. to to do it right now, and you right. know and this is this is our way. You know um, because you know a lot of us you know like we believe um, in giving folks flowers while they can smell them, and that that's does right. not have that's not exclusive to any age demographic it just is you know an artist right. that we celebrated that made music that you know you still hear if you are a connoisseur of the crate such as J- Javon and I you know we, we, 
right. we like to keep that going. So, yeah. And, then, and we want know, to develop connoisseurs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Directly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we both have separately so many other projects that we are working on or involved in and, you know, want to be able to be a conduit for that kind of stuff too. Yes. That's the day that it is. This is a new day that which is just really wonderful if you just dive in there and see what there is. And sometimes when you dive in, just by getting in it, you actually help create and expand it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, once once people knew that you had appeared on this show, I was able to encourage other artists with um, some celebrities to then come on the show because Melba Moore came on the show. And then and Sarah Dad came on the show. And then, yes. you know, Shirley yes. Jones. What you, what you did, though, is, is help, help the uh, artists understand this new day of podcasts. That's not that old, that whole... This whole new industry that you guys have, have created, people have to be introduced to it. And now it, it, it's much broader. I don't know what's going now. I know it's getting bigger, you know, because people see, oh, we can go in there and, and be exposed to our fans and to new audiences and whatever it is you want to do, but whatever um, vision you have. And you don't have to be experienced at it. You can start fresh and develop it. It's, it's really good. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, like you were a pioneer on Broadway, you are a pioneer even still today. I guess once a pioneer, always a what? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's the truth. It's the truth. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to have my one 30-second political moment. So this is, this is what Therese does, so just bear with me. And I just want to give a shout-out to Alicia Patterson for inspiring it right now on she's live on facebook um and she makes the point that i always say that we have other artists that have been in the game for a long period of time mick jagger barbara streisand just to name a few that are able yeah. to not have a body of workout and come back out and sell out stadiums sell out barclays sell out stadiums have tours and sell them out we need to also be able to sell out uh, with as much music and as much history that you have in the business, that should be the same for you as well, Miss Moore. And um, we Thank have you. to get better. I'm going to say this yeah. as, you know, everybody within the sound of my voice, we have to get better at, at not classifying our artists as old school, although we will say legend with respect to your catalog, with respect to your experience, with respect to the fact that if you say something like E.F. Hutton, we will listen because Absolutely. we know that you've been battle tested and you have like jewels to drop. So anybody fortunate enough to be in this business and because this business comes with a lot of stuff, you know, um, and, right. and you know, Anybody that has had the longevity that you have had um, has a lot of stories to tell. I mean, a lot of artists wish they could have the body of work that you have. So given that, you know, we need to be able to support when we hear that there's something going on with Melba Moore. You know, we need to be able to make sure that we announce it. We, we, we um, yes. put it on our yes. platforms. We, we attend, Thank you, too. you know, and, and make sure that everybody knows about it. So. That is and the way. for uh, Afrocentric people, this is a new area of growth that we're still fighting to to have for because we oh, we came here as slaves and 
everything was stripped from us, our culture, our families, our names, our, our identity, and we're still rebuilding that. And this is part of that. You know, it's not just business. Business comes from people, and people come from culture, and culture comes from God. What can I say? It always goes back to him. So we, what you're saying is so vital. We can't, it doesn't matter what I do if you don't tell people, because that's not what I do. I, I just right. do my part. We, we need to be a family and a team. And so I'm really grateful that you're so aware of that and that you're going to get very, very rich financially in every other, other way by de- developing that because it's needed. Humanity needs it. The world needs it. Business needs it. It's a new day. Absolutely. Yes. Thank Let's you. Let's take another call here. We have 0007 as the last four digits of your number. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Alicia. How are you? Hey. Hi, Alicia. So Welcome. Please yes, say hello I to Melba Moore. Melba Moore. Uh, hello, Miss Melba Moore. I love you. Oh, my God. I grew up watching, you know, the shows that used to come on, um, Sunny and Cher yeah. and all this. <laughs> it used to be on, and um, <laughs> the whole house would sit right in the front. <laughs> Melba Moore's going to be on TV. <laughs> oh, we love you. Thank yeah. you. But what, Appreciate you. What we would, what, what, what I was saying was that, um, what happens, I think what happens with our music is that black people are so intelligent when it comes to music that we tend to change our music a lot. And yeah. everybody is always searching for that new thing, that new thing, that new thing, which you can hear a rock song from 30, 40 years ago, and it still basically sounds basically the same. So, you know, the younger artists that are, I mean, the younger people that are in rock, they can listen to a Mick Jagger song and still be like, wow, that was great. You know what I'm saying? But right. uh, I say black people, we just very, you know, but I think we do really do need to um, acknowledge and always support our older artists because that's where, that's where it all starts. You know, that's where we, that's where we get the ideas, you know, right. I think, you know, well, once and again, Melvin, you're, you're definitely, you're like the Beyonce of that time. I'm sorry. You really are. You were well, doing it all. But, <laughs> but we're in the process of, you know, mending as a people. And, you know, it, when a family is whole, the older ones tell the new ones. You don't shut the family down, but we're having to rebuild that again. So that's what we're in the process yeah. of doing now, which is, which I think is really, really, really great. And, you know, it's happening now. and we can pass it on. Now, you hear Mick Jagger and all of them because they pass it on to their younger ones. They take their kids to Mick Jagger concerts when they're babies. And they say, so this is, this yeah. is what's good. And we're starting to do that mm-hmm. now, but we have, to, we have to fight for that for ourselves because it's been robbed from us. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I right. absolutely agree. I absolutely right. agree. It's, wow. So I'm Never so more. pleased that you're here from the, the next generation to take, take up your mantle now and that it's in time for me to to you know, be here and get some roses while I'm still breathing, and tell you what how it was in my time, and what you know, flush out what you you're hearing the evidence of by seeing you know what we did and having seen us when you were younger. But we're still here to say, okay, this is flush it out for you, so that as you grow, you can have that to get to your next generations, and then yeah. after a while, the, the family and, and the whole world will be in a better place in terms of wholeness. You don't cut off the past, or you don't have no future. No, wow. you're, you're absolutely right, and and when you um when you pass it on to your kids, they tend to be more, especially our music, they tend tend to be more musical. 
Like my kids, they, you know, a lot of the stuff they won't even listen to because it's just not musical to them. You know, it's just right. not musical. <laughs> you know, and right. when you when you show them the real music, you know, like I tell, I'm a singer also, and I tell younger singers always listen to older singers if you want to find your style. Don't listen to the newer singers because they all want to sound the same. Listen to the older singers back when everybody had their own style, and that's how right. you find your style. Don't listen to these right. newer ones because you sound exactly like them. <laughs> So, and don't, you know, don't listen to the new ones because you're going to be in, in done, in, in inundated with whatever is successful. You're going to hear that. So go back and hear the, mm-hmm. the roots and the beginnings of when things were That's simpler and, and more individual and more personal. And, or, yes. And then the other thing is, too, we thank God he made us a creative people. And if that's what you're going to do, you're going to create. So one section has to create, maybe another section has to pass it on and preserve it. And then we'll all learn mm-hmm. to be a part. It's a family affair. Nobody does anything, even bad, by themselves. So we need all our different pieces together here. The family has been torn apart. Now we're coming back together again, I believe. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Thank you guys yes. for having us. I love you, Javon. I love you. We love you back. We love you back. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for supporting Alicia. Tell everybody about the show and about Miss Moore's new CD. I do. I share it. Everything. I share it all every week. I share it. Wow. (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. Take care, Miss Melvin Moore. We love you. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you for calling. (laughs) That is dope. That is dope. Oh, my God. I love that. So, Miss Moore, we have an ask. We would like, um, if you if you are willing and able to give us a drop for this show. Oh, sure. Hi, this is Melba Moore. You're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Okay, I'm going to write it down. So I don't, no don't worry too much. Don't worry. <laughs> I know it's a mouthful, but it's brunch. <laughs> We got the Believe it or not, we like whatever comes out organically, for sure. Yes. Okay. Because that's what yes. makes it officially. Uh, we're not looking for the, the radio produced sound, but definitely looking for something <laughs> authentic, authentic to Melbourne Moore, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Javon have- Therese. Yes. yes. Um, brunch. What's what's the Brunch in the basement. Brunch in the basement. Brunch in the basement. With Javon and Therese. Yeah. I think I can say that. Let me practice one time. Okay. Hi, this is Melba Moore. You're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Hey, what take? Yes. (laughs) That kind of gave me a chance. Say it again? Yes, yes, please. Excuse me for giggling. I feel good this morning. Oh, oh wait. good. <laughs> See, it's friends. <laughs> Auntie Melba, we got somebody that too. just we got somebody that just popped in that wants to say hello okay. to you. If that's oh, okay. Sure. Okay, hold on. Hello. How are you, Auntie? Hello. How are you? I'm well. This is Monifa. This is Monifa. <laughs> I could hold yes, it longer, God. but... What are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, let me, wait, wait. Let me see. Let me see if I can do this. 
no, can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I could do. Yeah, but you could do some other stuff, honey. That I is amazing. You. I see. <laughs> I, I, I see you do some other stuff, little one. She's a little girl <laughs> like me. She's a little. They do. Thank you. Oh, it's so good to hear you. How are you? <laughs> I just walked in. Did you? <laughs> I just walked in. How are you? Well, I'm better now. Okay, okay well, then. <laughs> <laughs> it is great to hear your voice, though. Like, I oh. always talk to you on, on social media, but it's really good to hear your voice. I think last time I saw you was on Cheryl Lee's Cheryl show. Yeah, well, we did show. Sim- Diva Simply Singing in Philly, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. That was, nice. that was too fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we gotta get. We've gotta get together soon. It, work together soon to do something. We'll, you know what? We will get together. We'll create something. I would that love that. Really good. I okay, would I have to really I mean, it didn't have. To, I mean, that was huge. We could do something a little bit more in, intimate if it works out that way. But that it should, exactly should be that together. would be that would be really. You know what? You just gave me a little bit of an idea. Not a little bit. I mean, of she's idea. one of the an creative idea. ones. See. See them saying thank you for dropping that seed in my in my spirit, like because yeah. So you'll be hearing from me soon. I have a good idea. Good. See, I'm, I know. Right. I don't never think of nothing, but I know a good idea when I hear it. <laughs> you sound amazing, <laughs> and that's great. Um, and I'll speak to you soon. All right, love you. All right. So good to hear okay. you. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Hi, Javon. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I want to be a part of that too. I'm promoting it. Come on now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 And, Therese, you too. We get, we're going to start our own production of production yeah. slash promotion company, me and you. That's you, it. You see people do it. You know, you get the, the right part to help you to do it. And you have the airway, so. That's right. We're going to do this. Therese's like, well, I, well, I got to do it. Yes. No, <laughs> no, Therese's wheels are spinning in a couple of directions right now because um, we I were talking speak about up, some Therese, We won't know you want to be a part of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody no. hooping and hollering now, so you thinking. See, for those, for those who know me, I'm the, one. <laughs> for those who know me, I'm the silent <laughs> E because my brain never shuts off. I'm working at that better. Got you. But um, I got some things that I want to discuss, not only with my wife, but some of my constituents. And we're going to try to put some Great. stuff together for sure, just um, on a lot of levels. So we're, we got a few projects. And I still have a question. Auntie Melba, are you still acting? Yeah. Yes, yes. I just did my one-woman play last week for uh, someone. Because, I, well, I, I'm doing a lot of community service because that's how God likes it. We've got to give back. But um, I put it up because I want to actually uh, go ahead and get some um, get a production company and do it properly. Nice. Right. Okay, that's great to know. And that's I'm I'm, to I'm, I'm going to be doing other other things that other people um, invite me to do m- many things. Yes, but okay. I, uh, a lot of them are in the pipeline, so I can't tell you what they are right now. But I can tell you what I'm doing. I, I'm free to, to tell you that. It's called. Um, uh, um, still standing, the Melbourne Moore story. Wow, uh-huh. I like that. So, so you know, it's going to tell about the rough spots and stuff that you get through for for people to be inspired that are going through rough things. But they're, right. they're true things, and they're things that that haven't been made public and whatever profiles have been done on me so far. Plus, it got strung together with with the music of my career and life. And what I like mm-hmm. to do is expand it to where there's also original music, you know, and scoring and everything. Right now it's very simple because I'm not a playwright, 
but I'm standing it up so that I can attract the right, actually put the finishing touches on it for me. Nice. Um, nice. Know a few, I know a few amazing uh, playwrights and producers, young, that are revitalizing some of the um, talents that we've had out there that are no longer with us. I may need to create a bridge here. Um, that would be so helpful. That, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Good to know. Definitely good That's to know. Thank you. Thank you for wow. doing this, too. Yeah. Wow. I'm Do you have one. the callers on the line? Not at this time. Not at this time. So okay. what I would like to do, because we're at the end of the show anyway, and we just have a few minutes, so I'd like to end it with one of Miss Moore's new songs. Let's Dance. I think it's a hit. And yeah. I think that's George Pettis. George and Angela Pettis. To hear this song. There's actually a few songs on this new CD that um, I believe everyone should hear. And so let me just say, everybody, just get the new CD. Everybody buy it. And we can chat about it later if you like. Um, but you're not going to regret it. <laughs> it's a great, it's great music. <laughs> Every song was like, wow, this is good. You know, um, you don't get that <laughs> So I I love the whole entire thing. Um, like I said before, I've been listening to What Can I Do to Survive for like a couple of years now, and I still love that song. It's in constant rotation in my car. Um, Thank you. <laughs> absolutely. <personal> support. <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, but all of your music is, except for the song that Therese just kind of told me about that now I feel kind of embarrassed that I didn't know as much as I think I know everything about music. Um, but this new, this new song, this is what it is. So before we, before we end the show with the song, I want to remind everybody that Melba Moore is going to be having a disco explosion, live performances by Ms. Moore herself. Gene Kahn, Double Exposure, Carol Williams, and Rochelle Fleming of First Choice. That's going to be at Hostos Community College on June 22nd. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Yes. I don't see what. Oh, www.bit.ly at CUNY. SUNY. Well, it's not a SUNY, it's a CUNY. C U N Y. So if you go on the Hostos Community College website, you should be able to get your tickets there. And yes. um, that looks like it's going to be an amazing show. You just may see me in the audience mm-hmm. with my camera. Are you going to allow cameras in there? Absolutely. That's that's your media outlet these days. Everybody brings their phones, and they put you out on, on their sites as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe maybe I can get some kind of press pass. I'll talk to Ron about that, and then I can come oh, back. I'll make sure that you, you want to get there, do whatever you want to do. All right, so, Raz, if you're free on the 22nd, we got another job. Hey. <laughs> right. I'll do it. Let's do I it. I love it. You see how I love to just pull Therese into everything. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> well, she's busy creating and thinking, so you have to pull her in. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, Get your ticket, especially if you're from the like 
and get the CD on iTunes and everywhere you buy your CDs. Don't forget to tell everybody about the show. You can follow Miss Moore on at um, on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. I can say at, the CD's called Forever M O O R E Forevermore. Right, and um, for me and Therese, we'll see you next week. We- special surprise guest for you so we'll let you know about that in the meanwhile have a great weekend and let's dance
everybody. Happy Pride Month. Happy spring. Happy summer. Let's do it. Be positive. Go vote in the primaries if you're in New Jersey. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. See you next week. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.